Jorge, ¿cómo está? ¿Cómo está, mis amigos? Yo soy clave. Eh, yo, yo fui a Costa Rica y uh, I am home now after the trip to Costa Rica. Oh man, it was oh man, it was so good. Yeah, so we are back. Back from Costa Rica and just wow. Wow. I'd learned and know about the process that goes into you know, making coffee and I've talked about it, I've told people about it, and it's like they say the best teacher is doing. And seeing and planting a coffee tree and right going through those steps as we were at the Hacienda Alsacia and hearing stories from the agronomist and from the uh, farm manager, uh, stories from to another farm, like a smaller uh, family-owned one, and we got to hear, oh, okay, like, you know, we we're doing this and that and blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, and it was all very, very cool and very interesting stuff. So I'm very grateful for uh, having had the chance and opportunity, thanks to Starbucks, to you know, enjoy experience of a lifetime, something I will never experience again, something that is a very cool moment, something, a a really nice memory. So I'm just kind of just more of a, just giving you a gist of what I experienced sort of episode. I don't want to talk for too long. I would like to save a lot of that for in person. Um, So that's what I'm going to do for the most part. I'm not going to share all the cool stories here because... I think really hearing them in person with coffee, as is the intention of uh, Starbucks. So at the end of the little experience, our uh, leaders, Amzel and Calvin, uh, along with some others. Uh, but those are the two, like, Starbucks, uh, like, corporate, like, uh, they're part of like, the learning and development uh, division at Starbucks. So... They were leading us in the whole discovery process as well as giving us little stories, insights, and support, and just being okay. And we had sort of a uh, person there to also make sure we were doing well and everything was up to whatever. So that was really cool that uh, these people were were very passionate and excited to to give us an experience. And uh, the bigger message that I also kind of took from this was... Well, like, right, there was only 50 of us there, and we were from all different positions in the company, all different states. So this was the, like, kind of North America slash Canada, uh, all that kind of uh, stores were brought into this experience. And they also have other origin uh, experiences. There is the Asia Pacific, so they go to, like, Indonesia, Sumatra, and then in, uh, for Africa, in Europe, they go to... Uh, Rwanda or was it Ethiopia? Well, one of the two. You know, they're pretty close, but you can now appreciate that Starbucks is putting energy and time and everything into educating um, its people. And I think, right, sort of other take home I took there was, um, I just talked about, was how 
there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of practices and things and what the Hacienda Alsacia was doing was also sharing information to farmers so that you know farmers can know and share with other people uh, and I never really thought of it like that but the right the dissemination of info and knowledge really you can't just share it like it can't just be shared right it has to go through sort of a network of like peer-to-peer and in person to person because that's sort of people trust people and that information then is then shared and brought in and set shot so it was cool to kind of see that that's what Starbucks is doing because in the whole grand scheme of things and right you may think Starbucks is great you may think Starbucks is an evil corporation and I will you know kind of leave you with this Uh, after seeing how they grow the coffee plants and right the coffee plants live for 20 years and it takes time to make take care of the plants uh, grow the plants harvest the plants and just make sure they're good then process the stuff and the world is changing as well, so there is definitely uh, you know, a problem coming, right? As demand of coffee is you know, going up, land is getting deforested or, you know, whatever, you know, there's a whole, all, so many different ways that the land, the world is sort of shrinking, the arable, uh, coffee-producing land. And Starbucks is, you know, from what I've seen, and, you know, they, they were talking to us about making very... As, you know, big a contribution as they can, you know, open source agronomies, sharing their um, rese- uh, disease-resistant resi- uh, varieties and making it so that people can keep having coffee for generations to come. Because, right, if no one takes action to ensure coffee is still growing, uh, it won't grow. And that's part of the, what I could, I, I saw that Starbucks was, is, putting lots of money into making sure farmers can still farm. Uh, so it's hard to sort of, I guess, disseminate this amongst people because people say, oh, my coffee copy is like $3. And it's like, well, yes. But honestly, after seeing what I've seen and like I've read it and I've seen it, coffee uh, could might have to be a little more. There is so, so many people from the farmers. There's exporters. There's like roasting. There's all these people touching it. And... With the land going down, demand will also be going up as well as, you know, people keep drinking coffee and expands into different markets, even if, like, Asian markets are more tea-based, right? It's the same sort of thing where these farms that are producing, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like, how can we keep making coffee in such a way or growing it that we will be ready to... You know, for the future, that we can keep having coffee. And that's definitely, if I'm, if I'm only view with a few things, that's one thing. The future of coffee, how will coffee still be grown in, let's say, you know, 20 years? Will it still be there? Will, you know, the price of coffee just have to go up because, well, if, <laughs> you know, supply and demand, this is all pretty, pretty, you know, simple economics. Uh, kind of common sense, I would say, too, that, right, if, you know, it's not as good carbon, and especially let's say you have a bad harvest or a disease strikes the plants that can leave a few bad years of coffee and um, that's just yeah that's that to me was a very curious uh, thought that you know we have to really keep an eye on the current situations of the world 
an eye on what things are going on in the world and how that relates to whatever our industry is. And I think that's a take-off message that we can say for everyone anywhere and appreciate, you know, what we do have and really say, oh, wow, like, coffee, really, there's so much effing work. And I definitely will appreciate a lot more my uh, daily cups as well as natural waste. Uh, There is a new... A brewed coffee machine coming to Starbucks, so stay tuned for that. The uh, Vertigo um, Clover, so it'll be making uh, brewed coffee, but it will be uh, the um, individual servings, and you know, you can just sort of appreciate whatever comes through that. So, yes, uh, I am about to meet my old manager, talk a little about the trip. You know, connect over the coffee and all that good stuff. So next time I see you, whatever stories you want or don't want, I have those waiting for you. Um, so theme of today's sustainable coffee for the future. Starbucks is putting in the work. Uh, there's a lot of education and stuff out there, and I'll leave you with that.